tuned in to the Uplift and Inspired Podcast with your host, Dom the Motivator. from 
on an annual basis. Some of the benefits of mindfulness are that we get a chance to increase the sensation of our well-being, which means that our serotonin levels in our brain increase. And everybody knows serotonin is definitely an A+. When it comes to allowing ourselves to relax and find that sense of balance, it makes us feel good. And therefore, when we feel good, we can combat that negative train of thought. We have the opportunity to take control of seasonal depression more naturally. Mindfulness contributes to numerous benefits to our body. It helps us to take in our surroundings. It allows us to de-stress. Imagine being able to do something very, very natural for yourself to combat something that can be so overwhelming and, and make you feel like it's just drowning. Well, that's exactly what mindfulness does. Mindfulness is something that we literally practice on a day-to-day basis. And so I want to help you all start to build a relationship between the change in the season and the change in mood, as well as finding different techniques and ways to make sure that you're able to have a more positive and stable mood, especially around those times where sad is something that really affects your life. So speaking of tips, I want to make sure that I provide you all with just a couple of tips that can be very, very helpful. So breathing, I mentioned breathing. That is a, that's a huge one right there. We don't think about breathing as being something that can be so wonderful uh, when you're talking about helping overcome seasonal depression. Just simply paying attention to your breathing is a great way to practice mindfulness. It allows you to be present in your emotion, whether you are lethargic, you're sad, you're feeling anxious. Whatever's happening in those moments, it allows you to bring full awareness to your breath. You start to think about how fast your heart is beating and how often your chest goes up and down. Practicing the power of breathing truly helps. The second is get off autopilot. As a society, we love autopilot. Uh, we're so busy. We're, we're often uh, overbooking ourselves, overwhelmed, and just trying to figure out how to get self-care in. So we have to get off autopilot. We have to slow down. We have to do the very thing the world around us tells us that we should not do. Slow down. Slowing down means that you get to focus on yourself more. You get a chance to really pay attention to those maybe bedtime routines or the way that you drive down the same street every day. 
and, and you don't even realize that you've went that way or or you've you've driven that way so many times that you have become just zoned out or tuned out to the things around you. It's wonderful to slow down. It's nothing wrong with it. When you slow down, again, you bring mindfulness into those tasks that you do on a daily basis. Letting your brain come off of autopilot, it'll help ground you. It'll make things more enjoyable because you're actually able to live in those moments. Another tip that I have for you all, mindful movement. And you all may be wondering, what the heck is mindful movement, right? It's just simply walking, exercising, swimming, jogging, whatever it is, just being mindful. Yoga is a wonderful um, mindfulness movement. Moving, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to a yoga class, right? But it does give you the opportunity to pause between your movements, to pay attention to the way that you move your arms in a pool, the way that you lift weights, just simply the way that you are in motion on a daily basis. Because we don't give ourselves that. We say, hey, this is my schedule. I may have to take care of kids or my dogs or cats or what you may have it. And so we plan on our schedule so meticulously that we often don't even give ourselves the time to pay attention to the even the way we walk. I challenge you, after you hear this, when you get up and, y- and you start to walk across the room, I want you to be aware of just how you walk. And you will be so amazed at what you start to find out about yourself. And oftentimes, that's why others can say, hey, I noticed this about you, but it's not something that you intentionally were wanting people maybe to know or notice about you. It's because you've gone on autopilot, but the world hasn't when it comes to observation and observing. So that is my challenge to you all. Another tip that I have, make sure that you are taking in some good nutrition. Getting some things in your body that are going to make you feel good, that are going to provide you with the energy that you need. Because seasonal depression, it, it comes around the times of gloomy, you know, gloomy times, winters, it's cold, um, you know, it's, it's, it's isolating, And so when you start to put that nutrition in your body that truly helps you, it allows you to be more mindful of what you're putting into your body. There are some foods that we eat that actually can help increase our depression. It increases uh, us being lethargic. It clogs our or fogs our mind. And so when we start to become more mindful of the things we're taking in and slowly starting to change those, of course, to our comfort, It helps us. So just remember to slow down and be attentive. When you take a bite of food, savor in that moment and know that it's okay. 
that gives me to my next point. Connecting with others. Realizing that though it may be colder weather or, you know, there may be things that could create isolation. Remember to push yourself towards connecting with others. Because oftentimes when people that suffer from sad or seasonal depression, they're, they're not as mindful. And so it may take someone else pushing them to engage or to get out of the house or do something more than that autopilot routine. But ultimately, to my people that suffer with seasonal depression, push yourself. Trust someone enough to let them know, hey, I do suffer from seasonal depression. And though I'm practicing mindfulness, I would love if you would be my accountability partner. I would love if you would be there to push me when you feel as if I may not be doing it myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. And my last and final tip is seek out a therapist. There are sites such as Psychology Today where you can find a therapist in your area. Or I know some people, depending on your status in your community, um, if you work or are, have an influence that where you don't want someone possibly to recognize you if you're seeking therapy, whether it be in person or not, you can you can find a therapist that may not be right there in your city. You know, you can still find someone in your state, but do it virtually in the comfort of your home. But know that it's okay. Know that you can be mindful even through your seasonal depression. It gets better. This is all that I have for you all today. But again, I thank you all for tuning in to episode two and being so supportive of this journey for the Uplift and Inspire podcast. And to anyone that feels as if there's no hope, I ask you to hold on. I ask you to be mindful with where you are. Because seasonal depression honestly can make you feel isolated, unheard, ununderstood. And I want to let you know that there is hope. Keep pushing. Go and look on psychology today and see what your options are. There's many wonderful therapists that deal with cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. There's a lot of different people. So I don't want you to give up when there is help. Keep pushing. Tune in every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern for the Uplift and Inspire podcast with your host, Dom the Motivator.